What's going on? You found the X. With a clear signal broadcast from atop the Covenant Holy City High Charity, you're listening to Episode 8 of X Button Radio, a weekly podcast where a few friends get together to talk all things gaming. I'm Damon Vettiri, and I'm joined by Jeremy Orlando. Reality is often disappointing. And Danny Morales. Yes, boys. Mondo cool. Sweet. Well, first of all, I want to apologize to our listeners and to you guys for the last couple of weeks because I had to move and I didn't have internet. I finally got internet now, so that's why we have not been able to record the last couple of weeks. We will. We are back now and we should be back to a regular weekly podcast. So apologies for that. But we picked a good time to come back because we got the Xbox Showcase today to talk about. And uh, I think we're going to just probably jump right in it. Um, general thoughts, guys, before we go, because we're going to do the same thing like we did with the PlayStation uh, 5 um, Showcase, where we're just going to kind of go game by game and break it down. But like, what are your overall thoughts on the show today? I was severely underwhelmed. I could tell you that much. I was expecting, I don't know, something a little bit, especially since it was after PlayStation's sh- showcase, I guess, and you saw all the exclusives and a lot of very cool ideas, a lot of great announcements. They didn't really, like, they announced a few things, a few classic series like Halo and Fable, but, and what else? They did... There were a few announcements. There were a few good announcements, but few of them. But yeah, but I kind of, I kind of in your camp. I would say at best it was fine, but it was mostly disappointing for me. Um, just because I was looking for something to really sell me, and 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 before anybody gets you know butt hurt, I've been an Xbox fan from the very beginning. I've I had the the OG Xbox. I was, you know, huge 360 guy. I went with the Xbox uh, One when that came out versus the PS4. So I've been in the Xbox ecosystem forever. And I feel like every year that has just been eroding away and eroding away and eroding away. And again, there was nothing that really blew me away from a software perspective. So that was my takeaway from the show. But I'll get into like my other thoughts. Jay, what about you? So the initial reaction I had was disappointing and the tone was very much so set for me when watching the Halo Infinite reveal. Um, That being said, when I was going back to look over the list of games that they did show just in preparation for the show for for recording, there were a couple of games that I'm interested in playing. Um, A couple of standouts that like, okay, yeah, that actually did look really good. I rewatched a couple of trailers. So was it overall a great showing? No. Is there a few gems in there? Yes. Is this going to be a very positive effect for the Series X? We'll find out. Um, the the big thing that they're going with right now is that is is Game Pass and Game Pass is is this incredible juggernaut, and it's it's wonderful for people who have probably skipped out on Xbox for for a, a full generation, but you know w- what else are you guys going to be bringing to the table is what I continue to ask myself and the answers are uh, few and far between yeah they yeah. keep I on trying they to care. 
I don't, they, keep, I don't... Like, they keep doing the same thing because they, I guess, don't mess with success, but you're not really successful. Well, I don't think I. So look, Phil Spencer, he is he's a smart dude. OK, he understands he inherited a pile of crap from the, the missteps of the Xbox one where everything was, you know, TV, TV. This is going to be your mm-hmm. media center. This is going to be that he inherited really nothing. He had to build the brand up from scratch again because it was such a such a failed launch. And I think he realizes that it is very difficult to create these new IPs that are going to be game changers that 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 you know Sony seems to manage to do almost every generation. So he's taking the brand in a very different direction. They still have their exclusives. They still have their, what, 15 or so exclusive studios making games, you know, exclusive for the Microsoft brand. And I say brand and not the Series X because it's very muddy what they're doing with where the games are going to be played, you know, Windows. Mm -hmm. and So that's that's the first thing. The the second thing that really surprised me more than anything else is, look, I love the idea of Game Pass, but when you really drill down into it is game pass not the netflix of video games and by that is that not like basically trying to serve the lowest common denominator meaning you've got yes this is our sci-fi game this is our shooter game this is our adventure game quality doesn't really matter as long as the portfolio is there and growing and that's what concerns me this showcase showed me that xbox is now the value brand in gaming and not the quality exclusives like knock your socks off i think they kind of you know they're just not competing in that space anymore with yeah they don't have an it's almost like they don't have an identity you know what i mean Well, their identity their identity was the multiplayer shooter identity yeah and that and they ray they they went to that wheelhouse for 10 years and i think that the world is fur- gone yeah the further away we get from that the the more they're trying to they're tr- they keep they keep trying to figure out a new identity for themselves without you know and i think damon might have hit the nail on the head by making them the great value brand uh video game just console. generic just generic genre entry after yeah, generic genre like, entry yep it, it may not be great but you played it and it cost you very little Right. Well, that's the whole thing. And that's the whole that's why I go back to Netflix is when Netflix first started and you had, you know, House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. And they were really going for like these, you know, these true, you know, heavy hitter shows that were quality and some of the best writing on TV at the time. And from that point, from like season one of House of Cards to now, it's almost like an algorithm where a computer is writing their shows. It's very, it's like, I call it like, it's like fast food, right? Like, it's like, you don't think about it. It doesn't make an impact. They're just, it's just there. And if you don't like the show, it doesn't matter because there's literally a million other shows on the platform mm-hmm. that you can watch. And quality's not really there. Sometimes they have hits like, you know, Stranger Things and stuff. But for the most part, a majority of their content is just portfolio. And, it just blows my mind how now you're really seeing that where the games are okay. 
Like, mm-hmm. nothing really was a major standout. Even Halo was not a major standout, where I think Sony's the complete opposite. Sony's like, we are selling you on this new thing, new generation. So we, we've talked about this before, competing philosophies. And again, I promise we're going to get into the show in a second. But competing philosophies, now that we've seen both companies kind of putting their their you know first foot forward to the next generation, as gamers... What do you guys want more? Because no doubt about it, you pay for that Game Pass and you've got a ton of stuff at your fingertips, which is awesome. But what do you prefer more? So for for Xbox Series X, they said it's going to have 100 games at launch if you have Game Pass that are optimized for Series X. I believe that was the number. Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, Booty said that, I think. that That is an insane number. That is a great number. But it's just optimized for Series X. Like, if I'm buying Series X, I want I want games that are made for next gen. The fact that they have to develop stuff like Halo and Forza that's gonna that's gonna you're you're still programming for the lowest common denominator, which is gonna be that first Xbox uh, One console that came out in 2013. So you're still not gonna have the ability that that Sony does when they're making a PS5 exclusive game. Yeah, because it still has to be it still has to run backwards. Right. So like so I feel like they're I feel like they're trying to be the good guy of not leaving people behind, but at the same time, at some point you have to cut that umbilical cord. You have to cut them off just to develop games for next gen that actually look next gen because nothing that they showed today looked next gen at all. Not even a Halo. I I thought it was the one that put Damon sent in the chat. I thought it was Halo Three. Like not like yeah. not even. Not I noticed even the three four three watermark that, afterwards. Yeah, like not even Forza looked looked that crazy. For 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 next gen compared to what is currently available. Yeah, and so, again we'll we'll get into it, but just from a model standpoint, what do you guys prefer more? Do you prefer what Sony's doing, where it's like, hey? Cut it off. This is next gen. You'll get to buy a brand new console. You're going to pay $60 for these games. Or do you prefer the hybrid Xbox model? Nope. No. Cut it off. Cut, cut it off. off. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Yeah. I, I, I agree with that. I mean, I just, maybe that's the, you know, old man gamer in me, you know, but like, that's what I'm used to. That's what excites me. It's like renewal. It's like, you know, you, 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 you've got your generation and you just, then you, you stop and you go to the next one. And I just feel like when you get into this weird kind of like gray area with what is and what isn't, I just don't think you can optimize for it. I don't care if they say optimized for Xbox series X or not. You just don't get the same, feeling and i don't know it's exciting when a new console comes out like this is not that exciting and i've heard more people say this showcase did more to convince them not to go out and buy an xbox series x right away than it did to convince them to and like that's that's a problem that's you know this was a this was not a series x show this was a game pass show yeah yep and see and that's the problem game pass where i live is basically non-existent. I can't stream high definition through six megabytes. You know what I mean? And how well, many? Well, you're not. Are... No. Well, that's different. You're talking X Cloud. Like that's not streaming. It's Game Pass. Is you download it? You know, yeah. Like you could. It, you have access to it. It's a download yeah. service. 
You don't need to it's stream. It's not a it. streaming service, Danny. It's a it's just a it's just a subscription service where you okay, you have access to these games and you download them to your console. Oh, I am so sorry. So it's kind of like the Super Nintendo NES thing for for the Switch then. In that sense, mm-hmm. with older yes. games. Okay, I'm sorry guys, I misunderstood. I thought they were ditching the XCloud brand and then switching it over to this Game Pass thing. No. No, no, no. No, I think XCloud is going to end up being bumped into Game Pass and I think so is the um I think so is Xbox Live. I think eventually it's going to all be one thing and that's where they're going to make their money and that's what they're going to push for. So that's yeah, I'm not look, I I think it's great for people that that want that that want to be able to hey game, you know, system comes out, you buy the box, you've got you know, a hundred games at your fingertips. You don't have to spend another cent. Like that's, that's an amazing model. It's just not my model. It's not what I want. I'd rather go out there, buy a PS five, buy two games at 60 bucks a pop and have those two games and play the crap out of them at launch and be like, wow, this is next gen. This is awesome. You know, I'm playing miles Morales. I'm playing whatever, and 4k 60 frames per second right right and well which you can still do with you know a lot of some of these game pass games but i don't know it's just that works for me and again it's not like they had in my opinion any bangers that were like you need to get the series x at launch that was that was missing so um that was kind of my 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 thoughts on on that um so anyway uh Let's get let's get right to it. And um, they came right out with Halo Infinite. And um, I know I've got my opinions, but I'm I'm dying to hear what you guys thought of 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 uh, the first gameplay that we saw of Halo Infinite. They Halo have Prime? such a beautiful skybox in this game. <laughs> I, I will say that the skybox when Master Chief walks out and looks up in the sky, it's gorgeous. It's stunning. And then the first time you see the textures on an enemy, I had to double take. And my mouth was literally open going, what year is it? This isn't like I was I was absolutely dumbfounded, which is unfortunate for me because everything else that they're doing in the game is what I've wanted a Halo single player campaign to be. Give me the big wide open world. Give me missions. I can just go here. I can go there. I can do whatever I want. The 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 Batman Arkham Knight um, traversal style with the grappling hook is cool. But I was I was honestly so taken aback by what they did for the visuals of it, for the graphics of it, that I was like, why why would I get a Series X for this? I do not need it. And that right there killed any kind of excitement that I had for the Series X. Man. Yeah, Danny, what would you think? Um, basically everything Jeremy said, I was just, you know, I kind of, I had it, I had a gut feeling like they were going to transition it to open world, but I'm in the camp that not everything has to be open world. It really doesn't. I, I'm... If if it's gonna be a narrative driven game, make sure that the pacing lines up with with the story you're trying to tell. If you're trying to tell a cohesive story and have it open world, then and you don't really succeed at either, that's that's gonna be a bad time. Yeah. Well, it's well, not the it's it's not the first time that that 
Halo is going open world because ODST was partially open world and ODST is up there as one of my favorite Halo iterations that there has been over over the last 20 years of its lifespan. So if they're going to keep a similar model to that where it's going to be here's here's open worldiness, you can do any of these missions in any order that you want and then you have a story beat and then you have more open missions and then you have a story beat and you have more open missions. That's what I feel like they're going for. I don't think it's going to be Grand Theft Auto, I'm going to just run around and do whatever. I, yeah, think, gonna... I think you'll be funneled in certain areas, yeah. but if so, let me put a little devil's advocate because I'll be honest too. Like when I, when it, when the show kicked off and this was what they showed first, even I was like, Whoa, Ooh, Oh boy. What really? Like this is, this is what you're starting your show with. I was very surprised at how just similar the gameplay and graphics were like I, it could have been Halo Three in my mind. Like it was, there was nothing there, and I appreciate the fact that it's kind of like almost like a reboot in a way. But usually with reboots, what's nice about it is you know you you've got all this you know this beautiful graphics and you know these these major iterations in gameplay. And that's not really there. It's more of the same. It's like comfort food, which again, a lot of people really like, and I and I and I appreciate that. But for me, if you're gonna reboot the series, like I don't want it to feel exactly like Combat Evolved felt. And and I, and again, I know I'm simplifying it. It's years have passed, and they've it's going to be a lot smoother and better than that. But it just still felt like that. And so that was the first thing. Now on the flip side. If this game can end up being something similar to a Ubisoft open world game or Breath of the Wild where you really can go anywhere and do anything, I think at this point in Halo's life, that is a great place to be. You've got so many vehicles that you could just jump in and go explore the ring. You've got, you know, you can have enemy encampments. You can have like it, it can work in such a such a good way. And if that's the case. I really don't care if it looks next-gen or not because that kind of gameplay can work and can work well, just like Breath of the Wild wasn't the most beautiful game in the world, but that was so impressive. So No, no but Breath of the Wild was stylistically beautiful. This is going for realism and... No, Halo never goes for super realism. Dude. Halo, Halo's like a Saturday morning cartoon kind of in a way. I mean, I think, not artistically yeah, Halo, to me. Halo definitely has has a certain level of... Of cartoonish style, it's not uber realistic. Uh, okay, so for as far as like the enemies, I understand where you guys are coming from. Environmentally, though, it it tends to lean more on the realistic side of things. I mean, it feels simple. Like that's the whole thing to me. Is it feels, you know, Which, the art direction. It's not really my kind of art style. I'm, I don't really like the Covenant design. I never really have. Like Halo for me was always Chief and Cortana, and you know, playing co-op with friends like that's always been halo and if you can just jump in and play co-op and just mess around on that ring for hours and hours that's going to be a great time and it's going to be awesome for a lot of people do you think you'll be able to travel the whole ring well it's not i mean it's probably going to be it i mean look halo infinite right like so even if the whole ring isn't available right away i think they're gonna their plan is for them to build on to that and you know not quite as a games as a service model but they're going to keep growing like they're they're done with the, the with the numbers so 
they didn't show any multiplayer. That's obviously the big the big bread and butter for a lot of people with Halo. They didn't show the multiplayer. So, you know, we'll see. Did it do enough for me to say, hey, I want to get back on the Halo horse? Not really. So that was my, you know, that was ultimately, I like that they brought it back to its roots, but not enough for me to really get like super, super excited. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just gonna do one more uh, Halo thing before before we move on. Um, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Force Awakens in terms of the simplicity. We're gonna go back. We're gonna scale it backwards. We're gonna keep a very tight story. We're gonna make sure that everybody's on the same page, and then maybe we could expand this in the future. And yep. that's that's very well, much I- so what it felt like to me. I don't. I don't have. The, I don't have a, the source to to cite or anything. But I saw that like they, of course, this is in development. But they have no plans on developing a sequel as far as this goes. Well, no, right. it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be DLC, and they're just gonna expand on whatever this game, living or not, ends up being. Hmm. Yeah. Um. It'll yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. What did you guys think of like the the so I like the whole thing with like the pilot and chief at the beginning was like so weird. I thought it was I thought it was leading towards um playing more than just chief. Like I, did anybody else get that vibe that you're going to be playing as the pilot if you do like co-op and then you didn't and it was it was odd. No, I I, I didn't get that vibe. Yeah, um, I didn't get. I didn't think that. I just. I was honestly like off balance with it. Like it was just like, what? Are, what am I? What? Like, what am I looking at right now? Who are like, you? Yeah, it was just. It was just strange, and I, I don't know. It was. A I very feel like weird... he's gonna. I feel like he's gonna be like Ashley from Resident Evil Four. Yeah, maybe. Oh God. Well, uh, again, strange, strange kind of thing to start with. Um, then they they went to a really beautiful. Uh, CG trailer, no gameplay. Um, there's a there's a girl in the woods, and she screams at a wolf, and then there's blood in the snow, and then she's looking down the scope, and she sees a wolf getting getting eaten by a deer, and it's a zombie deer, and then it's boom, State of Decay three. Um, cool trailer. I'm not a huge State of Decay fan. I, I I appreciate what the first two did, but they were very very janky, um, and I think they they need to take time to really get that formula right in order to make a, a solid a solid game but like do you guys have any any thoughts on state of decay or any hopes or anything any at all i said cool like i literally said cool that was that was my yeah like, oh, that looked cool like zombie, I, I, zombie deers yeah, yeah like what, what are you gonna do you know I, i'm sure it'll be another state of decay game and then just move on from there. Like I, I, I never really got into any of them because I know that there's there was the, the first, second, and I think there was like a whole bunch of expansions in the middle there, and I just never really got into them. They, they just weren't my jam. Yeah, me neither. Me neither. I, I got a couple of friends who who loved it and played it, but it, again, like same thing. Like it was just almost like it got too janky, and there were too many problems with it. So. Yeah, I think I think it actually uh, the 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 beta for State of Decay, the first one, came out a weekend where you were actually up here, Damon, and I think we all 
played it together for a little bit, and it was very unit, very jank, as you say, even even for a beta. That's like my favorite thing. You know, I'm not de- feeling a game if I'm like, ah, it's kind of janky. <laughs> <laughs> like that's just my my thing. All right. Um, then the obligatory racing game. Um, yeah. Not a lot to show with Forza, uh, which was surprising. I thought for sure Forza would be a launch title, um, but no, they're just kind of working on it. It looked pretty. Um, I, you know, same thing like I, I with Gran Turismo when we talked about PlayStation. I, I like that it's there. Not a game for me, but cool that it's there. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a game that I have constantly tried to play and get into and it just i i don't stick with it for any ever amount of time um but it's like like you said i'm glad that it's there for the people who play it yep uh then we get the so the first time that i got really really excited was when rare's logo popped up on screen and i I was like oh is this going to be like a sea of thieves expansion or something no it was was a brand new ip from rare uh did you? Did anybody else think that this was like cameo when it first? I came was, on? I, I was thinking, could this be Perfect Dark? And then I saw the art style, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is, this is cameo. Nope, 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 not even close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's a game called Everwild, which I have so many questions. But basically, it was like four tribal-looking people with like pets. A lot of in- emphasis on animals and nature, and a little um, bit of. A- pinata vibe just from yeah like are they your pets is it co-op they made a a point to constantly show four people so maybe you know you have like your own pet and you raise it and it's like a co-op game kind of thing but um i have a lot of questions and i didn't get to see anything that really explained to me what this game is but i my interest is peaked i mean i love rare yeah i was gonna Um, say it's a rare game yeah it looked nice it looked looked pretty um but you know, I mean, is is it something that would move the needle if it was a co-op game? I mean, for me, possibly, yeah. Uh, 100%. I think that's one of the big things that we keep harping on is that we need more um, story-based co-op games in the world. So if they're actually going to provide one, I'm all for it. Yep. Danny, any, any thoughts on this one? Um, no, I... I... I'll be honest, I've never played a Rare game before, so... That's a lie. You had to have played a Rare game. Mm, I mean, Donkey Kong Country? Yeah, that's a Rare game. That's it. Like I said, that was a lie. I I mean, I haven't played through it. I mean, Rare is so... Like, there's such a different studio now anyway. It's not even like the same people are there, so it's, you know... But... Rare's got they've got a style when they when they're able to kind of do their own thing and you know I I I just I love the worlds that they create so this could be a good one I just it might be like Sea of Thieves also I mean maybe it's like a mostly like maybe it's like a persistent online game kind of thing too oh that that actually be an interesting aspect to it I'd be okay with that yeah, you take the architecture that they built for Sea of Thieves and you just add a different, you know, a different world to it and there you go. I mean, you've already done the work with Sea of Thieves, so why not? Yeah, um, yeah that could be really cool. This was the first one that really got me kind of like, okay, like this could be something that could work for me. Um, 
And then they moved to a Don't Nod game. Don't Nod, they're the guys who did uh, Life is Strange. Um, game called Tell Me Why, Chapter 1. Um, I made two notes on here. Siblings and Emotional Ghosts. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotional Ghost. Yeah. It's like, I think they made, like, at one point, one of the siblings is like, I can't remember if it's the brother or the sister. They're like, you know, every time we get to a very emotional area, we see, you know, the past. And, like, you can mm-hmm. kind of, like, see, like, the... Like an old scene, it looks like his mom maybe like tried to kill the brother with a shotgun or something. Like, I mean, the Life is Strange games definitely have like really unique storytelling and like very personal stories. You know, it's again like one of those like interactive you know stories. Kind of choose what you want to say, dialogue tree. So it kind of looks like that. Um, another game that again, you know, and 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 it's not like Life is Strange was ever anything phenomenal with their graphics, but like another game that like didn't really impress as far as graphics go. But that's not why you get into that kind of game. Those are and those I, are story story. I also kind of don't think games. that was a Series X game because I think it said it was launching in August. Chapter one was going to be available in August. Yeah, again, because again, this was not a Series X show. This was a Game Pass show. So yeah, so like uh, like it's cool that they that they showed other stuff. You know, especially mm-hmm. it's yeah, especially the smaller games like that. And then I, I believe the next game. <sighs> yeah, so I, I mean, I was, I kind of yeah. Like, the next one was the next one was was they went back to uh, Moon Studios and they announced that Ori and the Will of the Wisps yeah. is going to have a Series X version. Yeah, and they but is it going to be just like a? Uh, it's it's not going to be like a DLC pack, like a post story thing, is it? Or is it going to be? No, just... no, it's just a better version of the game that already exists. Oh, okay, so it's it's just optimized, yeah, running on 120 hertz, and like you know, yeah. like like just it's. I mean, it, that game will look gorgeous. Um, but you know that was like you know so you you so you're into let's see one two three four. So the sixth game that they showed was a game that already exists. Yeah. So now you're starting to think like, okay, are we padding already? Like, mm, I don't know. So then they they move from from Ori. I mean, not much to say there. Ori is a beautiful game. It's awesome that it's getting a Series X version, um, and that'll be the definitive version of w- way to play it for sure. Um, so you know, good on them. The Ori games are phenomenal. Um, then they get into what I call the Obsidian section. They showed three games from the same developer. Uh, the first was an expansion to the Outer Worlds called Peril on Gorgon. Um, then they showed Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, uh, a.k.a. Grounded, which looks like an adventure platformer where you're shrunk down very little. It looks like it's co-op. You can feed your friends to spiders. You can help each other. I mean, that could be a very fun game um, as well. The art style is a little, you know, little uh, cartoonish in a way. Um and then they kind of showed their like proper big RPG, which was a very, very, very short um, teaser for a game called Avowed. And, um, yeah. you know, it opens it, you know, very medieval feeling. There's a castle, flaming arrows, you know, and you follow this one flaming arrow as it's going through this battlefield. And then it lands down in this like cavern ruins kind of thing. Um, and then, you know, your character takes up sword. It looks like it's first person perspective. The sword's glowing with all these runes. He does some kind of, you know, air relic, airbender, Dr. Strange kind of stuff with his hands. And then like the doorway glows, you know, with fire and boom, avowed, probably not going to come out for many years, but it looks like, you know, 
basically it's gonna it's gonna compete against Elder Scrolls or you know whatever whatever Bethesda is gonna be doing. Oh, they, they like can't wait for El- you know um, right. Elder Scrolls Five to come out finally. <laughs> I was uh, I was gonna say I when I saw that I was like I was like is this a Skyrim coming to? <laughs> I know, right? Skyrim, yeah. I was like, yeah, Optimize Series X, why not? Um, So I do want to go back because I don't want to. I don't want to pass over this game, but I got so the the first time I watched it, I was interested in Grounded, and then when I watched the trailer again, I am really interested in this game. Well, it comes out in like five days. Yeah, it comes out like this week, Uh, like um, or next week rather. Like it, it looks cool. I'm very interested in it. I may not get it on day one, but you know, if I see it on sale, I might go snag it because that game it, it looked like stupid fun, especially with the with with the sense of humor that they had about the game and about. Oh yeah, they open up. It's like if you're looking for the biggest game ever, check out Cyberpunk yeah, 2077. <laughs> that was funny. That yeah. was funny. I, I like that. It, it, had, like it had a it had a good fun feel to it, and again, it looked like a co op game. So I'm very curious to see what it is, how it does, and and how it plays. You know, that's that. It's definitely on on the uh, on the list for me. Yeah, if I didn't have a whole bunch of games that I really am interested in playing, that would be one that I may want to check out. But I think from what I saw, it just wasn't like it was okay. Like it wasn't anything that like I'm dying to check out but like if the reviews are solid and it looks like it's fun to play with people then yeah i'll jump on it yeah um, like i said uh, I, it's nothing that I, I may rush out to get at day one but you know it's on the list i'll check it out at some point yep yep now uh the next game is the one that i am probably the most excited for which is really weird so this is from a developer a new developer called interior night and it's described as a hand-drawn interactive drama, and it's called As Dusk Falls. And it looks like it takes place over like something like 30 years, something that happens out in the desert. There's a bank robbery. The whole thing is like hand-drawn, so it's almost like comic panels in a way, but it's, you know, it moves, it's interactive. Like this game it kind of reminds me of like Goodbye Volcano High, how like I was like, this art style is crazy. Like I am so intrigued by this game. Same thing with As Dusk Falls. This was the one for me that really piqued my interest. Did you guys feel the same way or am I just weird? Um, it is a def- It's definitely an di- interesting art direction. I couldn't even, I've never even seen anybody drawn like that. It almost yeah, looks like, like painted, action. Almost. It's like, it's like drawn and painted. It does look live action, though. Yeah, the the art style looks good, but that was about all that really got me interested in it. Like, I, I doubt that was it. I just had a, I, I, it's a visceral reaction to the way it looks, which is cool and very unique. But that was really all that did it for me. So, yeah, uh, no, that's fine. I mean, it's a small, it's a small game. That might be one that I would just get on my xbox one and play through it because it's not like you need you know a super powerful machine yeah um so yeah then they then they had um they mentioned hellblade sinuous saga and that they were location scouting in iceland and that was it they showed nothing 
nothing for the sequel to Hellblade. I could not believe that they did not show a single thing. Why even say something? I guess so that people don't say, oh, is it canceled? Why wouldn't they show it? But, like, how do you not show anything? That's, like, one of their big titles. Yeah, that's what they opened the announcement with. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just played uh, Senua's Sacrifice, like, maybe six months ago. And I loved it. I thought it was a great game. Um, So, I don't understand why they wouldn't have have showed something, even like a new trailer. But like they just were like, "Yeah, we're we're location scouting in Iceland. Check out our website for more information." Yeah, Bye. that was it. It says here uh, the development journey will be chronicled on Ninja Theory's YouTube channel. Yeah. Riveting. Yep, yep, that's it. So then we went to Double Fine, newly acquired by Microsoft. Uh, we got to see a lovely little behind the scenes documentary style thing with. Uh, Jack Black hanging out with Tim Schafer. Jack Black was singing, um, and they showed you know clips of Psychonauts two while Jack Black was singing his song. Thought it was fine, like you know Psycho. I love Double Fine. I think they've got some some really great ideas. I'm wondering if time has kind of passed them by a little bit. Like yeah. You know, like back when over like, nobody years. really did indies, Double Fine was like the like stacked was really cool and Costume Quest and like they were like the masters of like the indies. But now so many studios are doing like those indie style games, and I just I see something like Psychonauts too, and I'm just like it's like ten years too late in my eyes. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. I hate to sound I, I, so cynical. Like I really wanted to get so excited with this showcase, but everything that they showed, I was just like, I was just underwhelmed. I think it wasn't even that. I think it was the fact that this is the third time that they've touched on Psychonauts two, or the second time. And I f- like, I feel like to do a behind the scenes, you know, we saw more Jack Black than we did of any footage from Psychonauts two. Like it, it wasn't really a trailer; it was just Jack Black singing, right. You right. know, mm-hmm. I feel like why would you, why is that what you focus on here? Yeah, You're, you know, wh- get people excited for Psychonauts, not Jack Black. You don't need Jack Black to sell Psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Or am I off? Yeah, on that? no, no, no. I agree. I agree. You know, like if there if there was a new IP and they're trying to develop some hype around it and, and interest, and you want to focus on the fact that Jack Black is recording a song for it, that makes one hundred percent sense. But this is a game that. The fans of the first one have been clamoring for, and I know a lot of people who got really excited when it got announced, and I don't think that they wanted to watch Jack Black in a recording booth with a ridiculously huge Santa Claus beard instead of a Psychonauts gameplay or footage trailer. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I hope it's good. I hope it's good, but it again, it looks to me, it just looks a little dated but you know again these are trailers it's hard to really get a sense yeah. of how the games are going to be should, they should release the original along with the the sequel just saying that might be a smart idea what like uh like a remaster kind of thing i don't even say a remaster um the south park game what was it um fractured but whole yeah fractured but whole as a pre-order bonus or for some reason yeah. they give you the stick of truth they give you yeah. the truth yep yeah, considering this, the original came out more than ten years ago. For it to come out with a sequel, uh, it's I wouldn't that, be surprised if they do. I, 
it would make see that it would make the most sense to do that. Yeah, definitely. Um, then Destiny Two Game Pass announcement. Um, we travel back to 2017. Yeah, well, well, I mean, to be fair, Destiny coming to Game Pass is a pretty big deal, and then you know the whole Beyond Light. You know, they showed some some of that. I mean, Destiny's got a very very um, committed you know community, so I think that's cool that more people can access Destiny. Again, I've kind of had my fill. I had did one. We did the Vault of Glass. That was it for me. I was kind of good, but you know, again, games is a service, so more more power to them. This was this was where in my notes I put Game Pass is the new TV 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 because they just I, I stopped counting how many times I said Game Pass after like fifteen. Well, they um, kept advertising that everything you see here is going to be available on Game Pass. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um. So then they get to um, a console launch exclusive, which what does that even mean? Is I that thinking it, that it's exclusive for when it launches and then like six months later it's going to be on another system? Yeah, like wh- that's, that's exactly what I took that to mean. Okay, that's what I, I think too. But probably release that that it's probably timed exclusive. Yeah. So these so so the first one in this little console launch exclusive montage was um, Stalker Two, which was uh, surprising actually. Um, it looked pretty cool. It was like a desolate playground. You see like a Ferris wheel and like, you know, uh, weird stuff going on, like trippy portals and glowing blobs and all this. And the, this guy with a gas mask is about to like walk past this like wall that's being constructed or, or destructed something. Um, and it's, uh, and, you know, Stalker 2. Thought it was, thought it looked pretty good. Again, just a very short trailer. You don't really get a sense of what it is. A lot of um, environment and atmosphere, which I thought was it looked really good. Yeah, it felt like something that would have been perfect with like the PlayStation montage with like Returnal and some of those other yeah. games. It felt like that kind of. Um, Jay, I'll let you take this one because I don't know much about it. Um, so, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide was the next one that that so came the, out. So the next game that they showed it was incredibly dark and gothic, and the first thing that you see, I literally just go, "Is that a last rifle?" And then, sure enough, it ends up being a 40k version of Vermintide, which is the Warhammer Fantasy game. Um, and sure enough, it's 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 a co-op game where you're just basically going through hordes and hordes of enemies. And I I'm not necessarily crazy excited for it. I'm interested to see where they go with it because it's not like you're you're not playing. Space Marines, you're not p- playing anybody who's augmented. You're playing guardsmen. You're regular humans in in a world that is just built to kill you in the most horrific way possible. So I'm I'm actually really excited to see what they do with this because um, there's so much potential in the 40k universe. Dude, it looked like the mo- the least 40k 40k thing I've ever seen. How so? Well, they didn't look like 40k characters they just look well, yeah, like they're, they're they look just, like raccoon city pd and the enemies look like zombies well yeah they're they're imperial guardsmen versus pox walkers there's going to be the the, the oh uh, naturally naturally obviously um the the pox walkers is just one like it's probably just going to be one of a number of different enemies that they have in there and i mean I, like yeah i mean they're guardsmen their life expectancy is like 45 minutes yeah okay well so we'll see. I mean, I, another one that could be could be cool. Yeah, it's 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 cool for again. It's the co-op potential that makes this game cool for me. Yeah, Danny, anything on that? I, I have nothing to comment, to be honest. 
I mean, they didn't show much. So if yeah, you don't, if you don't really like, know just, the yeah, universe, it was, it's not like there's really much to even, you know. I can't relate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then they showed Tetris Effect Connected, which looks like an online version of Tetris Connect, which, I mean, you I can't was, go wrong with Tetris. Yeah, the, the trailer had me had me guessing, like, because they just kept showing a giant montage of, of people in yeah it was looking so at weird. like holding like a selfie camera and i'm yeah, like, where, yeah. like where are they going with this and <laughs> Tetris anyway, like, is where oh, they were going it reminded me of like a super bowl commercial where it's like <laughs> yes. like like here's a bunny on a log and it's looking out and then it gets hit by a car by a bicycle like i was like what <laughs> what does any yeah. of this have to do with tetris <laughs> I, I i thought it was actually pretty smart how like they had the little people like the squares eventually became like tetris shapes and then like they were fitting together i thought that was i thought that was cool but i mean it's tetris so it's tetris it's tetris yeah <laughs> that's 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 what we will say <laughs> yep uh then another game that looked real interesting the guys who did steam world um called the gunk follows a a girl with a giant hand sucking up sludge super mario sunshine style yeah uh this I, this had a really cool uh art style to it this is one of those games that i went back and and re-watched the trailer for and was like oh that could be interesting that looks like it could be fun like you said it had a very very big uh super mario sunshine feel to it so i'm interested to see where where they go with this mm-hmm. and you know really what it is because they didn't really yeah. show any gameplay it was just a it was just a cinematic trailer for it yeah. sounds like most of the presentation yeah there was not a lot of gameplay in this at all but there was not a lot of gameplay in the in the sony you know showcase either so um so yeah i mean uh interesting that microsoft's answer to kenna bridge of spirits with the rot is a game literally called the gunk so <laughs> rot versus gunk 2021 or whenever they come out so um then we had a game called the medium which looks really cool as soon as it popped up on screen i wrote on there silent hill vibes like those are my notes silent hill vibes um you know there's a girl running in the woods dual reality gameplay um the developers bloober entertainment um it looks like there's it's literally rendering two worlds at once and you can maybe swap between the two that'd be pretty cool that looks, this, it looked it looked really interesting. Yeah, this was a really cool like this was like a next gen concept kind of game. I was really digging that because it looks like there may be like environmental puzzles. There's enemies that are in one world and not the other. You can hear them in one. Like the the dimensions are kind of bleeding together. Um, this could be a real real good one. So that um, I am I am very interested in. Um, I, I I was very impressed by it. Um, I, got, I got a lot of um, Stranger Things vibes. Yeah, yeah, like the upside down and stuff. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That's kind of where we're at right now. You know, everybody's kind of doing these, like, you know, dimensional bleeds and stuff. Um, then uh, we get another, uh, we get a splash with the Sega logo. And this one, Fantasy this another Star. one. I was like, what year is it? <laughs> Fantasy Star Online 2. New Genesis, I guess, is the official name. New Genesis PSO2. It's an expansion. Um, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I guess people are still out there playing it. So, I, I, I mean, 
dude, I like I I I associate Fantasy Star Online with my Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, I was gonna say, isn't that the la- or the GameCube? I, I think it came out on I, GameCube. I too. associate Fantasy Online uh, too with my 360. So <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, that's that's where we're at. <laughs> That's yeah. I mean, I was like, okay, like, I mean, I guess they're still trying to like target the, you know, the Japanese market, but I mean, that's just, you know, again, it's a portfolio game. Like, oh, we need this, so here it is. Um, not much else to really say. I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, it's it's PSO. I mean, I, it's PSO. Um, yeah. Who, who are they really trying to pull in with that? Because I feel like everybody who is going to play fantasy star at this point has pretty much played fantasy star. Well, isn't it a new, it's a new expansion, isn't it? Or is it like, that's what it says. Uh, yeah. New Genesis. Game spot. Yeah. Uh, new, Gen- new Genesis. The expansion is coming 2021. All right. Yeah. That's a lot of expansions announced in this show. Yeah. So, uh, two more games, two more games. It, it kind of moved quick. It was under an hour of the show. Um, Crossfire X by Remedy. I get, well, I guess Remedy's doing the campaign for it. Um, for This is what's crazy to me. So for a studio that makes some of my favorite games of all time, dripping with style and Twin Peaks vibes and like all this stuff, like this was the most generic shooter bro game <clears throat> that they showed the entire... I'm like, this is really Remedy? Shooter bro. <laughs> It just didn't really show much of anything. Does it look like it's using the engine from Control? Not really, no. No? So, uh, well. I don't think... I mean, it didn't seem like it. It might be just with a completely different art style. I, I Again, I think they're co-developing it. So I think they're doing the single player. And um, forget... You know, maybe one of you guys can check and see who who's doing the um, uh, the multiplayer. But it's a it's you know multiplayer and single player game. Um, you know, didn't really... See, all I all I see in a description for the event was it was co-developed with Remedy Entertainment, but it doesn't yeah, say... Yeah, they don't say who's doing the multiplayer. Yeah, unless that was... You don't think that's in-house Microsoft? Like Microsoft Game Studio? Do they have like a generic Game Studios name? I, think, I don't know. I, I think they opened one recently. This is what... This is, and again, this is what worries me about Game Pass. You have these games that are just like these like generic shooters that like... They don't really – nothing sticks with you. Like, I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that trailer, and I just watched it. So. Smilegate is the is the uh, partner studio. Smilegate. Okay. Well, we'll see. I mean, they have to show more. That's, that's the whole thing. So it looked like they were going to close out the show with Crossfire X, and then they're like, oh, but wait, there's one more thing. So I was like, oh, okay, perfect arc. Here we go. Perfect arc because, um, wishful thinking. Yo, not the collective. The initiative. The initiative is the studio that they have not announced what they're working on yet. Um, and the rumor was that it was going to be Perfect Dark. Um, and uh, it was not Perfect Dark. It was actually Fable by Playground Games. Um, so showed like a fairy flying around generic fantasy setting and then um the fairy gets eaten by a frog in typical fable fashion and there's just a title card and that was it so it was just kind of like you know they were they were just just letting you know it's letting you know that they're working on fable um but uh 
that was their that was their last big thing, which is cool. Like Fable, like I'm I'm into Fable, but um, that was it. That was the show. Like that was what they had. So we didn't see what the initiative was working on. Um, no mention of Gears of War, which is fine. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, but not really like I was kind of hoping for some new IPs, some some big announcements. Um, again, I didn't need to get my socks blown off, but I wanted to come out of this excited to play, you know, the next console that Microsoft had to offer, and it just didn't sell me. And yeah. it should have. That's the problem, though, Damon. It should have blown your socks off. Like there should be at least some competition and decision between PS5 and Xbox Series X. But see, that's where I disagree with you. I don't think that they're even in the same space anymore. I think we have at, we're at a point now where we have three juggernaut console makers that are on completely different paths. Yep. Like so what would, you call, on, what would you call Microsoft's path then? Microsoft is, is the Netflix model. It's going to be cloud streaming. It's Game Pass. It's all about... We don't care where you play our games. We just want you to play our games. We're all about, like, they're more interested in how you get to the games than the actual games. They're all about structure, about the infrastructure, they're, about creating. They're more about preserving gaming history. It's almost like preserving gaming history, in a sense. Would you agree? And Because I can't. How, well, how so? I mean, like, in Games Pass, are you able to go back and play original Xbox games? No, it's more it's more of just like things are on the service and then they could go away. Um, it's 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 like Netflix, man. Like not every show stays on Netflix. It's kind of like the same thing. Their their backwards compatibility is where they're preserving like their history, which again is amazing. The stuff they're doing for the consumer um, is really really special stuff, but. I don't know if that's enough for anyone to really care. I think gamers are more wired to be excited for the big new thing. Yeah. And that's what they move towards. And, you know, so you've got Microsoft with, like, that model, the subscription service Netflix model. You've got Sony, who's very much the traditional next-gen, turn-the-page, new here games. Sony is the HBO of... They're consistently good. They're going to put out one or two game-changing event series games, mm-hmm. and then and then that's that's going to be their big one for for a couple of years, and then they'll come out with another one. But they're going to be consistent with it. And then yep. you, you have Nintendo, yep. which is the Disney Plus. Disney Plus, totally. They've and got their big franchises, yep. and they're going to keep those franchises going. Dude, you are on the same page as me. It's Netflix, HBO, and Disney Plus. Yep. That is absolutely it. Nail on the head. I feel like I feel like Xbox is really just pushing the, we're going to have one of everything. It doesn't matter if it's good. It's going to be one of everything. Hmm. And All then right, I can see it. I can like, see what you guys are talking about more now. Yeah. So, now, yeah. as a and that's a great analogy, like as far as like how they view their content. Microsoft is still very much the Netflix model, where Nintendo's like we're doing our own thing. We are not competing with anybody here. And then Sony's like we are next generation. Next, ge- you know, these are our exclusives. They're still pumping all their money into console exclusives. Like, so you've got three very different philosophies, and that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, it's actually it's actually the best you can get right now 
in terms of what they're going to be doing creatively because they're all kind of in their own zone doing their own thing. And if you fit in with one of those with one of those models, that's great. Stick to that thing because you are going to get very satisfied with your purchase. Yep. Totally. Totally. So yeah, so that's kind of the that's, you know, Microsoft has now entered the game. They they had like kind of a lackluster third party showcase at first they were you know and they got kind of pounded for that so they were like oh don't worry we're gonna have our first party stuff i still don't think that they did a whole lot to show value in buying a series x but i think they did a whole lot to show value in buying game pass and that may have been their goal from the very beginning so if that's their goal i think mission accomplished if their goal was to show competition with the playstation 5 I don't think they accomplished that. But again, I don't think that was what they set out to do. I I think if I think if that was their goal, if their goal was to go toe to toe with Sony, I think they would have dropped um, date and pricing. Yeah. At this show, I think that they they needed that if they really wanted to compete and be on the same conversation level as what Sony is doing. But I don't think that that is like you said. I think that they're really. They're really just pushing this games as a service um, model with with Games Pass, and part of me wonders if that's just because Microsoft has has always been for like at least the the, the last ten years been just trying to get rid of the Xbox division altogether, and if they have this regular regular piece of revenue coming to them with Games Pass, that is at least something for Xbox to go back to Microsoft and say, hey, look, see, this is what we're bringing in. Maybe don't. Don't scuttle us just yet. Right. Yep. Um, okay. So I think we're good to move on to uh, what we've been playing. So, um, <laughs> Danny, we'll let you start since we kind of know already what you've been what you've been playing. I'll, I'll let the audience guess, <laughs> but it starts with a D and it ends with an ending. Um, I'm just trying to get the the platinum in, and I am not succeeding as quick as I thought I would be. <laughs> yeah, it's like the harder I try, the more I fall off a cliff. I don't. I built all the roads. I have a completely functioning highway in my game. So, like, what's the? I mean, are do you? Is there an end in sight here? Do you have like an idea of how many hours you have left or is it just like totally ambiguous? I am trying to I think at last time I counted I had 9 trophies. I knocked out 2 last week. So I'm down to 7 and that those last 7 trophies are like meticulous shit like um gain gain um a relationship a 5-star relationship with all the the preppers and some hidden trophies there too, and I'm I'm actively using a guide trying to quell my problem of getting these trophies knocked out, but it's not making it go any faster. Mm-hmm. Like I thought, building you know completing the highway was going to get me a trophy. I didn't get anything for it, but uh, it does it does make delivering stuff a lot easier. Are you now? You have to play it on hard, right, to get like the highest ranking on certain deliveries, right? Isn't that how that works? Yes, yeah, there's certain trophies tied to hard mode. Um, and I know on the PC version, they put a very hard mode, which I don't know if they updated the PS4 version to have it. 
I know PS4 now has photo mode, which is fun in itself. I'm still trying to get that perfect picture of me peeing off the side of a waterfall to send it to you. <laughs> well, maybe that can be your platinum substitute if you get tired of. I would love for the last trophy to unlock, and that's what it takes a picture of is me doing. There you go. Nice. Well, I was very close to playing Death Stranding, but then I ended up getting my, you know, I, I hooked up a hotspot to download Ghost, so I did not long did start take? Death Stranding yet. Uh, not that long. Really? Not that long, yeah. It was it was pretty quick. But I'll get into Ghost in a minute. I'm curious what uh, what Jeremy's been up to. So I picked up a little piece of nostalgia with Pokemon Mystery Dungeon Rescue Team DX. Um, I had I, I was going to have three days of being quarantined from quarantine, so I wanted to pick up a, a new Switch game, and. <laughs> I had so much fun. It's so Pokemon Mystery Dungeon. For those who don't know, is a uh, a dungeon crawler Pokemon game where every dungeon is 100% randomized. The enemies are randomized. Um, there's still the there's still the typical Pokemon um, tropes of type advantage, and instead of you being a trainer, you play as an actual Pokemon you are a member of a titular rescue team and you are going on yeah you're going on missions into one of of i think there's over two dozen different dungeons you can go into in the game and uh you're you're rescuing pokemon you do you're you're achieving different goals um you you're able to recruit other pokemon that you defeat to to your team and you can build out your team that way um, I was able to finish the main story uh, uh, within within about a week of, of on and off playing. Is it a good story? It's an it's it's an okay story at best. Um, basically, yeah. the it's still the, better than what I was expecting. The, the the gist of it is that you are a human who was sent to the Pokemon world. Um, it, essentially, you sent it to like an alternate reality where Pokemon are the civilization. Mm. There's so like there's a town and there's Kecleons running a shop and the Persians running the bank and Kangaskhan's running running the the public the, storage okay. facility kind of oh. deal. So there, it's it's there's no humans in this world, but they know what a human is. Um, it's it's it, it, it's a very weird premise, and you have to figure out why you have been sent to the Pokemon world, and you're essentially there to be the Neo of the world and save them um from from an asteroid that is coming to to destroy them uh wow it's yeah heavy. yeah it's really heavy it's really heavy there there's there yeah it's it and that's like the entire gist of the main story and then once the story ends you can you go back and you can start recruiting um legendary pokemons who acted as the bosses of dungeons previously there's an additional legendary pokemon that you're able to go defeat and recruit and naturally because it's uh, a legendary pokemon they're incredibly difficult to recruit so you have to use items you have to use specific pokemon um yeah it's just it's just a really fun game to to mess around in definitely has a certain level of challenging to it especially once you get to those later dungeons um and yeah, like like I said, it was just a, it was just a beautiful piece of nostalgia because I played I, I I've played several of the mystery dungeon games 
uh, from DS all the way up to uh, the last one that they released on 3DS. So yeah, it was a ton of fun to play. And then, um, and then I, I kind of put that off to the side. I'm going to, I am definitely going to go back to it, but I went and I picked up origami King paper Mario and Damon, I know you were playing that as well. Yep. So would you like to give your thoughts on that? Well, I know you're deeper in it than I am. I just finished the first world. Um, I, I have to say, I actually, I, I really like it. I think it's, um, I like the the combat system in the fact that it's like a, a puzzle system. Um, I would prefer more of like the timed combat stuff from like the Mario and Luigi series, but I like this. I like that you have to kind of line up the enemies a certain way and you've got a couple of turns to figure it out. So it kind of, you know, you, you're thinking a little bit. So it's like half puzzle, half, um, half combat. Uh, I, I, I like it a lot. Um, I'm definitely excited to, you know, finish it, 100% it, you know, find everything and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm into it. But I'm, I mean, first world, so what am I, like five hours in maybe, six hours in, something like that? Yeah, that you're that far? All right. Yeah, I, I just, undid, like, there's all these streamers. That's each world. So I just did the yeah. red streamer. Yep, yep. So I haven't played it a whole lot. I'm 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 alternating between that and Ghost of Tsushima. So um, very different games. But um, yeah, so I'm not as far. What are you, you? I think you said you were almost done with it when I last talked to you. Yeah, I think I think I had just I had checked and I was about halfway through. So um, uh, yeah, I I'm having a, a ton of fun with it. I'm actually really enjoying. Um, oh, I forgot what they're called. The horde battles. The wave uh, battles. Wave battles. Yeah, I, I, I am actually having a ton of fun with those. Um, such a like fun mechanic, really cool. Trying to figure out the puzzle. The the timer does definitely get a little bit uh, frustrating. Yeah, it stresses you out, it, man. You get like yeah. too quick. You're like, I know I can figure this out, but I've got 12 seconds. Like, no, <laughs> it's damn like, it. like, yeah, it's like, it's like you're, it's like I'm looking at, I'm looking at my puzzle, and it's like you're telling me I have four ring moves to make. I feel like that's way more than I need. What am I missing? And then by the time you analyze all that, you have two seconds and you, yeah. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. oh crap, I missed and I everything. Like, I like how they reverse it where, so in the normal battles, you're in the center and you've got to line up the enemies. In the boss battles, the boss is in the center and you've got to find the path yeah. to get to the boss. I love that. Yeah, it's it's really good. I'm really, I'm really digging the game. Uh, and I, I haven't played a Paper Mario game in a while. Dude, I haven't played a new Nintendo game in a while. Like, it's so nice to have them actually release something that's... I mean, Animal Crossing, I know, was huge, and that wasn't that long ago. But, like, that, for all intents and purposes, isn't a game. It's just kind of like a chill... Div- it's a lifestyle. It's amazing. Where this is like an actual... I mean... I just, it's nice to have an, a new Nintendo game to play. Like, hey guys, remember we're still out here making I, games. I would love for for them to maybe have a Direct at some point in the not-too-distant future. Well, that mini-Direct, Shinigami Tensei Five was, like, terrible. So, like, they, they did a mini-Direct and everybody hated it. Like, I don't think, I think that COVID really screwed them up. I hope that's the excuse. And then... With any luck, we'll we'll be back in business early 2021. But if that's the case, then at least come out and say it, because otherwise it just looks really bad from the outside looking in. Yeah, it's weird that they just haven't had a whole lot. Um, but you know, Animal Crossing sold like crazy, and now Paper Mario's out, and it's not you know 
it's not a, a anything like you know crazy, but it's fun. It's 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 just fun being in Nintendo worlds. Like that's just always yeah. been a nice escape to to get into. So it's been nice to to finally have a reason to play my Switch again. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's it's a good return to form. Yeah. So I, yeah, I've been alternating that. So I told you guys that I moved. Um, the the funny thing is, before Ghost came out and um, and Paper Mario came out, I was you know moving from my old house to my new house. So I was packing up a ton of stuff. So at the end of every day, I was like totally shot, and I just couldn't get into any games. I'd finished The Last of Us Part Two. So since you know, since we've since we last recorded, I, I did get the platinum in that. I don't think I had it last time we we were on air, but I got the platinum in that. So I had a little bit of downtime. So I actually downloaded uh, Luminous Remastered on the Switch. Um, I had it. That was one of my favorite uh, Vita games, um, absolutely, or PSP games. I think actually, I think it was a PSP game. It's like musical Tetris, kind of. I needed something to just calm me down at the end of every day. So I downloaded that. Been playing a ton of that. Love it. Luminous is an awesome game, and it's cheap. It's like 15 bucks on the Switch. So picked up that. Played a lot of that. Obviously played Paper Mario and Ghost. I am probably seven hours, eight hours into Ghost at this point. Just still kind of just getting going with it. It is a beautiful game. It is the most Ubisoft, non-Ubisoft game that I've ever played. It's just like a ton of stuff on the map. It couldn't be any more different from The Last of Us from a presentation standpoint. The the, the gameplay itself, the combat is very Assassin's Creed 1, 2, 3. Um, you can change up your stances based on if you're fighting a guy with a spear, a guy with a sword... Um, you know, guy with a katana, like, so you, you change that up style wise, the game gushes style. So I, I really enjoy it. It is not at the level of the last of us as far as animations go and presentation goes, but no game is. So that's, so throw that out. Um, it's orange. So, yeah. So here's my problem. Here's your problem that there are no ghosts. I've never, besides the fact that there are no ghosts in ghosts of Tsushima, I, have not had this experience maybe ever where I'm struggling so much with focusing. So the game itself is beautiful, right? Lush, the grass is gorgeous. There's cherry blossoms and there's always, there's always stuff flying around you. The wind is a big part. There's no waypoints. The wind guides you everywhere, which I love. It's really cool. But the whole thing is when you get to an area it's like over stylized. It's like there's way too much of one color in any area. And it's funny. I took a video and I sent it to you guys so you knew what I was talking about because I was going to talk about it here. Like when you're in an area where there's orange leaves everywhere, it's like the, the, the daylight changes to sunset. So the sky is orange. The leaves are orange. Everything is bathed in an orange light. It's like so hard to differentiate objects that you're supposed to pick up like the hdr is cranked up so high on this game and they do a great job with the with the with the the contrast and everything but like it almost gives me a headache because i can't see what the hell i'm supposed to do and then on top of that your the camera is just like a foot too close to 
Jin, your 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 character, and so it's it's like you get like like claustrophobic. Like I I am struggling with this game and the way that it's presented, and I don't I've never felt this way before. And like I'll watch videos, and it's such a better game to watch than to play because of that. And I've I've not seen I, I ACG Carrick with with ACG. Um, he does great reviews on YouTube. He was the only one that I saw that mentioned like that the camera is just complete garbage, but like not enough to stop you from playing the game, but enough to like I'll play it for like an hour or two and I'm like I gotta stop, I have to stop, and I've never felt that way about a game before. That's I weird. don't know, it's bizarre, and I'm like I would I I wish that one of you guys were playing it so you could tell me if I'm if I'm nuts or not, but it's the strangest thing. Um, I love the presentation. It is very much a video game game um, where, you know, you got your map, you check off your lists, you do your tasks, you you know, you've got uh, follow mission, you've got combat mission, you know, raid the village, do this, do that. Like, it's very video gamey. And that's okay. Like, I'm fine with that. But um, I wish I would have played that first and then gone into The Last of Us because it's just not even on the same level as far as, you know, I don't want to say quality because it's not quality, but it's just. It's just different, right? Um, and the other thing is I think they put such emphasis on the environment that, like, that's where they want you to focus on, not so much anything else. Because everything else just is not even at the same level as what the environments look like. But again, I think they went too far. This game could have done well. Sucker Punch should have used a little bit more subtlety instead of, like, they went overboard with everything. It's, like, what you would imagine... Japan would be like during you know the you know the feudal times as opposed to what it actually was you know it would have been nice to like occasionally walk into a glade with like you know trees and like leaves blowing and all that you'd appreciate it more than it being everywhere does that make sense that makes 100 percent sense yeah it's less historical and more ideological like little, mm-hmm. like leave it to well, not idea, like, like, like fantasy. It's just like what what they thought. Like it's it's just, it's more fantastical. Yeah, like like leave it to the Beavers version of the 1950s kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm getting what you're saying. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah. So I like I said, I've never felt this way about a game. Like I, for the first hour, I messed with the settings so much, like so much because. I was like, do I? I even considered turning HDR off, and I did. And I, wa- I looked at it, and I was like, Whoa, no, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> so I put it back. I put it back on, and then I cranked the brightness up, and it still kind of worked, but like not. First world problems. Yeah, I, I sound like such a. I know I sound like such a such like a like a snob, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's something about. I mean, maybe it's just like me moving and me being exhausted at the end of every day. So I'm just like fatigued. So when I go to play it, like I'm struggling with it. I don't, maybe I'm not in the right minds, you know, mindset, but I like the game. I'm going to continue playing the game, no doubt, but I'm just, I'm having some trouble with it for, for some reason. So that's, that's been my, my thing. So it's been luminous it's been paper Mario and it's been ghost. And I, I love paper Mario when I'm, when I'm done playing with ghost, when I get my fill, I throw Paper Mario on, playing that, loving that. Um, I don't typically like to play multiple games at the same time because I think you lose something. But um, in this case, it's working out pretty well. So that's been my my thing. Two very different games to be playing. 
for two mm-hmm. very different reasons. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So yeah. that brings us to uh, on the horizon. And uh, Jeremy, we we already kind of alluded to this a little bit because we talked about Warhammer 40k, but we are actually going to do a non-video game on the horizon this week. So uh, take it away, my friend. So uh, Warhammer 40k, uh, as we touched touched about it with Dark Tide earlier. It is a very, very big universe with a very specific feel to it. And this weekend marks a very uh, important weekend because Warhammer 40K is a tabletop miniatures game and they are launching their newest edition, uh, more or less their version of a console launch. Um, so what what is it and what is what is there to be get excited about for 9th edition? Um, basically for Warhammer 40K, uh, you purchase and paint up miniatures uh, of a tremendous variety of, of different armies and races and aliens. Um, and you set up a uh, d- uh, table with pieces of, of terrain, which could be anything from, from buildings to cliffs and debris. And you and an opponent are basically going to war, measuring with measuring tapes, rolling dice, and blowing each other's models off of the table, uh, figuratively, not literally. That's a way more interesting game, though. Uh, so what Warhammer and and really Games Workshop has been making a push for in the last few years is a very, uh, very broad brand for Warhammer 40k. Um, it is an incredible universe, so for them to do this is really welcome for somebody because there's, there's, there's up until recently, there's really only two ways to experience the universe. You're either playing the tabletop miniature game or you're reading the books. Um, and in, in really the last 10 years, you started seeing more video games for it. And now they're really making a push. They're, they're doing an animated show. They're doing, um, board games, action figures. I mean, there was a Warhammer 40 K video game that was in the xbox spotlight uh for for their show today that that that's that's huge in terms of you know people who've played the game for 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 this long because nobody really talks about it so with ninth edition one of the things that they're really trying to push is being very inclusive and getting these people who may have heard about warhammer 40k or know about it to actually play what started it all um, they they have really done a tremendous job getting the rules very concise, very simple. Um, the rules are available completely for free. You can you can go read them, read over it now. Uh, GamesWorkshop.com has them as a free download. Um, they 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 even even just trying to read the rules, they they feel less like trying to read a textbook, and they feel like reading a a explanation, a conversation. And then they even went so far as at you know multiple points on the page, they they gave you bullet points explaining here's what this last paragraph covered and here's what you, your takeaway is. If you need to find out a little bit more, go back into the paragraph to find out. Um, they're they, they're really making a, a big push to to to, to in, get, get this this hobby to be very inclusive, and I I'm really excited for it. Um, I, I 
am looking to, to pick up uh, two of their starter boxes this weekend and paint up some Space Marines because I apparently haven't done enough painting in 2020 yet that they decided I needed to do more, which is open by me. Uh, and yeah, uh, you know, I got a, I got a, a group of friends that, that we, we meet pretty regularly to do gaming where we're already thinking about setting up a, uh, slow grow league for 40 K. Um, one of the features that they are really looking to push is uh, something called a crusade mode, which is basically turns a tabletop war game into a, uh, RPG, so you can create a character, and that character will evolve over the course of games. And at the end of each game, there's going to be uh, different results that lead to um, experience and gives gives gets, lets the character grow and evolve and get stronger like a like a traditional RPG character would. So I'm looking forward to 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 really getting into that and seeing what you know what fun things you can do with that and, and where you can go with character creation and customization. Um, yeah, it's, I urge everybody to just take a look at the very least at what this has to offer, because at the very least you can, you'll learn about an, uh, a universe that is, is interesting and cool. Um, and, uh, for, for, for the most part, Starcraft was kind of ripped off from 40 K so you could see the origins of that, because um, you, you'll you'll as soon as you you start googling Warhammer 40k, a lot of similarities start peeking out. So don't you're not crazy. That's true. The Blizzard was developing a, a 40k uh, game, and things fell through. So they went ahead and turned it into StarCraft. So that 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 would be my on the horizon. Uh, ninth edition officially comes out Saturday, the 25th. And like I said, the rules are already available online. You could download, check them out. And, uh, yeah, maybe I'll post some pictures up on the Instagram of some games in the not too distant future. Yeah, that's a good idea because I think sometimes it's nice to get away from the screen and get more into the tactile board game tabletop world. So, and Warhammer, I've, I've dabbled in it. It's a, it's a fun game. It's, it's, it's a cool thing, especially if you can get a positive group that will kind of walk you through the steps and, and, you know, you kind of pick your army and learn all about it. And so it's, it's, it's very cool in that sense. So that was a good pick Jay for sure. I well, I think I think that I think that does it, boys. I think we've uh, I think we've covered it. We're we're coming up on uh, an hour and twenty minutes here. So, uh, Danny, you have any any parting words of wisdom for the listeners, for us? Anything you want to put out there in the universe? Any parting words of wisdom? Yeah, it could be anything. Ooh, well, okay. Uh, putting me on the spot. Um, 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 um. Eat well, sleep well, play well. And the Take turtle your vitamins, school, brother. And the turtle school will always be with you. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, it's nice to be back. And again, I, I apologize for not having internet and kind of, you know. That's not your fault. It was a, couple, a lazy, a a lazy technician. Weeks, we're back now. 
we're back we're now. Back. So back. I'll eventually finish Ghost. We'll get uh, we'll have a Death Stranding extravaganza episode that I'm sure everybody's looking forward to. Oh, I have to um, be there. I, I hope you realize I have to be there when you started because there's some stipulations. Okay, no, that's fine. I'm not that far from your house now, so I know I got to teach you how to play it because I know you'd be mad. I'm I'm so looking forward to it. Um, but uh, anyway, apart apart from that, uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. Follow uh, Instagram. We are X Button Radio Podcast. Podcast. Thank you, Jeremy. Yes, we're also. Um, we're uh, you can find us on the Facebook group X Button Radio. Um, we are all over every major podcasting site. Make sure you like us, give us a review. Um, we, we've, again, we would love to talk about whatever you guys want to hear. So yes, you know, leave comments, comment. leave comments, please. Yeah. Leave comments. Leave comments let comments us know. Let us talk. And don't forget to five star us on iTunes and in the comments, call us an idiot. Cause that lets us know that you actually made it to the end of an episode. Yes, we want, yeah, we are, we are the idiots and, um, let us know if you think we're crazy about, uh, what we, what we thought about the, the Xbox conference. Are we just, uh, did we miss the mark here? I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how the internet's going to react to, um, what Microsoft put out there. So, um, again, we really appreciate uh, you sticking with us, listening. Uh, we're glad to be back, and, and we'll be back every week moving forward. So uh, for Danny and, and Jeremy, I ask you, uh, would you kindly tune in next week? Later. Good night, guys. Laters. Laters.